Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. In three, two, one. With us right now, it's Lyndon Doherty. Lyndon, you are the chief executive with Hive Mind Network, and you're found on the web at hivemindnetwork.com. Lyndon, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. It's a real pleasure to join the show. Yeah. What is Hive Mind? So, uh, Hive Mind Network is really um, the result of myself and other people I've been working with in the past. Um, becoming frustrated with um, the ways of working that you might typically find either in larger enterprises, if you're part of that, whereby quite often it can be the behaviors are driven by the end of quarter or the end of year or, um, you know, targets that might be more in line with uh, shareholders and stakeholders um, rather than the clients that receive services or the people within the business, Um, but also we have um, really a lot of frustration on the other side when people escape that sort of environment to work for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's lonely and it's difficult to do everything yourself. So what Hive Mind is about is about bringing together um, independent people who might have the relevant experience to work in a larger enterprise environment, but really have more of a desire to pick and choose who they work with, when they work what they do. So Hive Mind is about capitalizing on getting great people together with a shared set of values to do things that would typically only be possible as part of a large enterprise, but we've brought them together with ways of working that enable them to really compete and, and get the best of both worlds. They they really are able to operate more like, uh, you know, the typical enterprise would in making a big difference in the world for, um, you know, how businesses operate, but also for themselves by having that sort of freedom and flexibility of working for themselves. Yeah. So, uh, so a, a member of the network, uh, what, what types of professional services or consult, areas of consultancy would they be offering? So we we tend to, we get people from all over, and, and it's really important I make the point that um, one of the key reasons we started Hive Mind was to avoid the sort of frustrations of working. We've all worked, Josh, right, with people who are amazing at what they do, but not necessarily always great to work with, the egos and this sort of thing. So <laughs> So what we decided to do is really try and attract people with a shared set of values, and they they manifest as behaviors. When you bring people together with a shared set of, uh, on the basis of their values and their behaviors, you tend to get a real eclectic mix of skills and experiences. So um, maybe I could share the the, the sort of background of how how people Yeah, please. I, I remember when I was first looking at starting the business, I thought a lot about the, the work I'd done in the past 
everything right the way back from student days that I'd enjoyed the most, that I'd really loved. And, and I didn't get that Sunday feeling, you know, that, that I don't know if you've ever had it where you're, you're, you're waking up on a Sunday and already you've got the regret of the Monday work that's ahead of you. So thinking about the work that I'd been involved in, the best, the best environments I'd worked in were always about the people, not the job or the, you know, the company or the brand or anything like that, always the people around me. So I thought, who are the people I've worked with the last sort of 25 years that I've definitely had the most fun with and got the most out of work with? And um, when I thought about it, I was really surprised that I could only really think of five or six people of all the people I'd worked with that I'd really love to work with again. Um, but I thought if I could get those people to come and get involved in something, doesn't matter what it is, if I could work with those people again, it's going to be really great. And, and, and I'm sure we'd be able to do some interesting things for clients. Um, and, and the idea is that if, if I could get those five or six people involved, who were their five or six people and mm -hmm. who were their five or six people mm -hmm. and bringing people in predominantly around their values and their behaviors. And when you do that, as I said, you get a real eclectic mix of the, the types of skills and experiences that you, you, you bring together. Um, and I guess the golden thread beyond the values and behaviors that joins us together is what's the outcome we're trying to help clients achieve. And it, it might well be to transform their business. We might help them to reinvent themselves, to capitalize on technology. There's a lot of talk about digital, obviously, in the world right now, and, and making sure we don't repeat the blockbuster or, or, or whatever scenarios, trying to help those organizations that really want to sort of, you know, think about where they're going in the future. And, and once they've thought about where they're going in the future, um, you know, using innovation and, and, and all the new things that are available to us in the world right now, how do we transform from what we are now to where we want to be? So a long way to answer the question, what do we do? We, we help organisations um, who are looking to modernise, who want to capitalise on all that's available to them, to them now, to digitally transform, if you like. Uh, once they've got a plan of where they want to be, we can help them to get there. And it's all about the people that, more so than the technology. So transforming their business. And uh, and, and there's a lot of the sort of the typical IT modernization and cost optimization nice. work that we do as well, that a lot of the, the sort of traditional organizations do. But in terms of our, our skills and our capabilities, we've got a real diverse mix because we bring in on those values, but we tend to funnel around digital transformation, uh, uh, IT modernization and change. So the way that I, I think I understand this, so you know, HiveMind kind of became with a, a network of IT consultants, and now that's expanded into marketing, finance, HR, operations, sales, procurement, design, manufacturing, data science, analytics. So now it's kind of a strength in numbers approach, which then allows, uh, and correct me where I'm wrong, uh, mm -hmm. access to very, very large enterprise clients. The advantage to the enterprise level clients is they now get to work with perhaps more nimble, uh, you know, service providers and consultants, which there are benefits to that. The problem, I'd say, for large enterprise and hiring smaller firms is it's just it's just difficult. Uh, well, Josh, it's a great point. And there are obviously I've thought about this over the years and I've got a, a number of reasons why it would be difficult for an enterprise to engage maybe the best people for the work they need. Um, because they're a small independent. Now, mm -hmm. imagine that you're, a, a, you know, a CTO or a CIO or a, a marketing officer or whatever it may be in an enterprise, and, and you've got a friend you might have worked with in the past who you know is brilliant at what you need. 
it's a board level exposure piece of work that you need doing. Would you really bring that friend in? Because even though they're brilliant, what if they, uh, you could use the hit by a bus analogy. I prefer, what if they win the lottery tomorrow? How's that gonna, how's that gonna have an impact on the work you brought them in for? If it's a one, two, three man business, they're gonna disappear, right? They're gonna have other things that they're more interested in doing. Um, you know, they could get sick. There's, there's risks to the enterprise buyer, even if they know that people have the right skills and experience when it's a small organization. So what we provide um, is the ability for our experts to, to be able to successfully bid and win for that type of work mm. that they couldn't win on their own because we provide that, um, that breadth, that depth, that geographic reach. If you win the lottery tomorrow, Josh, we'll send someone with similar skills, similar values and behaviors, and we'll, we'll underpin and underwrite the work that we've committed to do collectively that whole strength in numbers as you mentioned one of our core values is recognizing and demonstrating that we're stronger together and that works for both our experts yeah. because you know you might want to go on holiday for instance and know that there's safe hands here to be able to help look after your clients so many of our members as well um, they're brilliant at what they do but when you run a small business as you'll know you've got to do everything right you're yeah. the ceo and the t-boy um, the amount of people that we've seen in front of clients where they, they might be worth, uh, you know, $1,500 a day. And the client will say, yeah, I'm not paying more than 700. And they'll say, well, okay, I'll take it. Cause it's still 700 bucks a day. Right. Mm -hmm. Whereas it's because it's not their strength. Their strength might be in agile coaching. Agile coaching. It might be in, um, you know, business architecture. It's not in negotiating. It's not in necessarily knowing their value in, you know, in the market right now. Whereas collectively bringing the numbers together with all of the different skills that we've got, we've got the ability to, to help people understand their value, where they can extract the most value from what they do by working with people with complementary and supplementary skills to provide more of a solution rather than it, it moves us away from the sort of commoditized skills and title and contractor role into let's help you understand what you need, Mr. or Mrs. Customer. And let's look at how we can build a solution, whether it's my skills or the collection of skills that I can bring to bear or not. And, 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 and really what we're seeing is um, because we also work in an on-demand model, we're seeing a real good uptake because the days of being able to, um, I guess, for the larger organizations, just land with a client and expand, wheeling in graduates who are, I guess, less experienced, um, but having the oversight of, of maybe a partner, that's a real frustration for a lot of enterprise clients that they pay to train people up. We only have people who are, um, you know, the experienced ones who are really able to bring value and, um, you know, and, and, and bringing those skill sets together back to your original point, um, you know, we, we, we're able to really capitalize on, on our strength in numbers and, and being more than yeah. some of our parts. Yeah. Yeah. Why, uh, what, why should enterprise level companies uh, work hard to try to go from, let's say, working with a Deloitte, right, uh, to maybe a smaller, more nimble organization? What are the advantages? I, I could think of one, cost. <laughs> Of course, of course. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we don't have the skyscraper offices with the marble entrances and all yeah. of this <laughs> where we have to pay, even if they're not. Because one of the disadvantages in that, of course, if they've got people on staff, they're paying for them anyway. You're getting people that aren't the best at what they do sometimes, because if you want skill set A 
but we haven't got any available, but we've got skill set B we're paying a salary for, and they sat there. We're going to put them into you. So with us, you get um, with, with a model like this and a, a, or smaller business, you get exactly the skills you want. And to your point, you pay less as well, of course, um, because the overheads are not there and maybe the brand isn't there as well. You always pay a little bit for the brand, right? But the advantage of, um, I, I guess, moving away, or let's put it this way, the advantage of staying with a larger enterprise or moving to a model like ours is that if you want to bring 20 people to bear on a, a, you know, a piece of work that needs to be done, when you go the independent route, you've got 20 contracts to sign. Oh, yeah. Right? Oof. And, um, you know, they're not necessarily always going to have the same sort of mindset. A lot of the time you bring independent contractors in and they're focused on one thing. How long's my contract and what's my day rate? Whereas um, when you bring in a team that are already gelled and have things in common like values, they're thinking about each other and how they can help and learn from each other and impress each other and impress the client. It's a different mentality. It's more of a, a consultative a, a, you know, mindset rather than an individual contract-based mm-hmm. mindset. So the advantage for an enterprise client in staying with a, a larger single organization is they've got one contract to yeah. sign, one neck to choke. So if you win the lottery or whatever it might be, it's not my problem. It's your problem, Mr. Enterprise. You can come and fix it for us. So that's when we tried to build our model, we were trying to remove all of the blockers for an enterprise moving to using independence. So knowing that whether you win the lottery or you know whether or not you want to be just one contract to sign rather than the 20, we've, we've managed to sort of, with the model that we're evolving to, we've ticked all those boxes. Mm. All right. And then, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm thinking especially because I think there are a lot of consultants that are listening to this show right now. Um, so wh- how do they join? Who, who would be a good fit? Uh, what, what is the process? So there are two, um, two ways to join our organization. And, um, and by the way, it's always free. We would never look to charge. Um, well, not that I can foresee, never say never, right? But we, mm-hmm. we don't have to charge to get members involved because we never want to be moving towards a model where we grow in order to get revenue, the member numbers. We want to always make sure it's values uh, first, people that align with those values and those behaviors. So the predominant way, to my earlier point where we were thinking about, you know, who are my six people that I would want to work with again? It's by personal recommendation. Existing members are encouraged to think about who they've worked with in the past that they really enjoyed working with. They think they can do good work together again with those and they nominate them. Once they've been nominated, they then um, are asked uh, to be interviewed by any one of our other members. So we don't do the interviews for those people coming into our organization centrally. or Sometimes we pick them up, but on the whole, generally, the interview process um, is done by existing members. So any member that joins us, they know right up front the interview that they're having is with someone else that went through the same process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and and by the way, those are values-based interviews. It's not about, do you know, skill X, Y, Z. Actually, the, there's only one question people need to answer on both sides of that interview when they get involved at the end of the call. Do I think... I could possibly trust that person with my best client to mm. do the right things. Even mm. if it's and, and, and actually, it's really unrealistic to be able to say yes. But what's, what's often really quite easy 
is the ability to say, mm, I'm not quite sure, but no, I don't think I would. Something didn't feel right or didn't, you know, it's when we're asking people to trust our network with their clients, because that's where all the, all the opportunities come from, the network, they've got to know that the network's played a part in bringing people in in our growth. Our delivery capacity comes from people that have been really considered they are going to share our values and demonstrate them in the behaviours. So the one route is they get nominated by an existing member and then they get a values in interview with another existing member. Um, the, the more recent route we uh, introduced around about 18 months ago is self-nomination, um, where, you know, if people have heard about us, but they don't have, um, you know, a direct connection that can nominate them that's already in the organization mm -hmm. they can self-nominate and what we do is we do we take some extra steps so we'll take a reference which is all about values again we need um, someone that they've worked with in the past ideally in a role of reasonable significance for an organization that you know, someone will have heard of. So we don't get, um, you know, another independent giving a reference for an independent. For all we know, they could be brothers, right? So we want to know that they've worked somewhere significant and someone's happy to put their name against the fact that they mm. would trust them to come back and work again with them. So that self-nomination route requires a reference. And then they still go through the interview process with another member. Um, yeah. And that gives them familiarity. So when they can pick up another nominated person's interview later, they're on the inside of that interview and they still then get to answer the same question. That really helps people build their network as well and get to know people. It's, yeah. a, it's quite a fun process. I, I, I can see, I, I'm a huge fan of that, you know, strength that, you know, together we're stronger, you know, it's, it's, you know kind of strengthen, you know, yeah, I, I could see that it's very brilliant. Um, HiveMindNetwork.com. Lyndon Dockerty, you're the chief executive. Um, thank you so much for this great conversation. Again, HiveMindNetwork.com. Um, there's on the front page right there, there's a green button that says talk to us. Um, certainly you can click join us so you can see exactly what, you know, what membership would look like and so forth. So Lyndon, great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Josh. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.